Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is an integrative health provider, holistic health practitioner, and acupuncturist with over 20 years experience. She's back on the podcast to talk about her latest interest in serving the whole person's wellness experience, the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. Please welcome back, Allie Treby. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. This is my second time seeing you. In a week. In yes. one week. Yes. <laughs> you're just here. You make the drive all the way over to see me all the time. I'm so appreciative. It's a nice place to visit. Yeah. It's a <laughs> well, good view. Yeah, it's a good view. I'm pumped to have a whole podcast episode dedicated to the Enneagram because I've teased a little bit that I've been working with you and um, you're helping to like guide me and understand my type and then... When Whitney Ellison was on, we touched on it very briefly, but mm-hmm. I'm really, I like want to like get into it, get into it. Okay, cool. I'm and excited. I think it's been super helpful for me right now in this like growth development mm-hmm. phase that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking in the car ride um, today when I had to go print my podcast notes uh, and I was like, okay, like how do I kind of want to like talk about this period of time that I'm going through? I'm like, well, it's growth. It's uncomfortable. And I was like, well, you know what it really feels like? It's just like last year beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. like that, that's really what it right, is. You're like dusting off, <laughs> tending to your wounds. I'm letting yeah. like my broken bones yeah. heal Yeah, is like really what it feels like. Which is where we grow from. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's a, what I remind myself a lot of the time. Like when I'm laying in bed today for an hour crying, yeah. like this, you got to go through this. Yeah. You got to go yeah. through this. Yeah. Like if you this. stay in the, you know, anything has to be pruned back and then it regrows. So yep. it's, yeah, it's yep. part of the process. It's part of the process. Yeah. Um, but I've really enjoyed and gotten a lot of value from your help in this particular like okay. mental space. And so before we get into it, if anyone has not listened to Allie's first episode, please go back. We talk about all of her experience with Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And then I started seeing Allie for acupuncture pretty regularly to deal with my demonic PMS (laughs) and my hip pain. And she's been like such a delight. And I need to come back now for my anxiety. I'm going to schedule an appointment for next week. Um, But it's been really fun to work with you because you you know how people... They say people like the Kardashians are like, oh my God, it takes a village for like my hair and glam and like whatever. (laughs) But I'm like, well, it takes a village for like my mental space. Mm -hmm. And I consider you a like very core wellness coach of mine. Like core wellness coach. You know so much about the struggles I'm going through and like what's happening with me. And I feel like so grateful to have like you in my corner as like this wealth of 
knowledge and like such a good resource across so many different spectrums, like from the acupuncture and the Chinese medicine into now it's like, oh my God, we're doing like, we had like physical and now we're doing like mm-hmm. mental. You're like yes. totally well-rounded. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's, so. that's my goal to try to blend the two. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know. I was just like thinking about this last night after or a couple nights ago when you came over to do this, I was like, oh my God, I'm just like so lucky to have this person that's like alongside me in this journey it like makes it so much more manageable and then to be like okay well like let's just try to like figure this out together and like a like the acupuncture which I know will really help with like my anxiety this stuff but I'm like you just like this feeling of like I don't have to do it alone like I don't have to sit in my house just with my own body and like no extra resources or like tools and just be like, all right, you got to like muscle through it. Right. Like batten down the hatches. Right. And someone, I, I would hope that to give you, create a process, a space for you so that it isn't just like this nebulous, yeah. I'm just feel like crap and I don't know what to do. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So now Enneagram, mm-hmm. let's start with just what is it? Okay. But then I also want to know like what drew you to it? Okay. So really quick, Which should we you know, go first? Let's do let's do what <laughs> it is it so people understand what it is before you talk about why you're so interested. Okay. It's really funny because I'm like what I said before I came. I'm a little nervous because when I came <laughs> before for my acupuncture stuff, I've been doing that for so long. Sure. I can talk about it in my sleep. Yeah, this is um, a fairly new this is new part of my life to be yeah. really diving into, and so I know there's enneagram people out there that I'm like I don't want them to be like that was wrong. She no, say that right. listen, but, so, we're just give me a little grace that this freshman is still- <laughs> in the study. Yeah, you yeah. can only get better. Yeah. You already know so much, though. You really do. Like when you're sitting down there talking to me, like it's right. You so know I'm your so shit. comfortable talking about. It. I love talking about it. Yeah, and, like with people, and now I feel like I'm on the spot to talk about it. So <laughs> I'm making, to, making it I'll very to, official. Yeah. Um, anyway, you said correctly. It is a personality system. Um, it is. There's nine personality types. Mm-hmm. What I love about the system that is different from something like a Myers-Briggs or something like that is it is a very dynamic system. It helps you recognize what your um, your core personality is based on, basically like a core fracture that happens as a child. Mm-hmm. And that so something is, happens. And, and not really necessarily an event, but mm. it's we, ha- we have our, our child, you know, infant child brain uh-huh. is really running on the brainstem, which is our um, primitive brain that yes. it's in, it's constantly in survival mode. Its mm-hmm. only job is to make sure we survive. So it's processing information through this uh, survival mechanism of the brainstem. So something very innocuous can happen, like your your mom goes in the bathroom and you're left crying on the floor, and the brainstem is is registering danger no one's here to care for me, something might happen. And so it's it starts to wire incidences that may not really be sure. trauma right. as little traumas happening. Yes. So that's what kind of starts setting up this process of development of one of these core fears or fractures that happens as a child. I've never really heard it described that way. And it makes so much sense that like, yes, as you're young and your brain is literally still developing, that that is why you may associate, like you said, it could be a, a, honestly like a mundane thing, no, yeah. in, no intended harm. And right. you're like, oh, well, this is how the world is. Right, right. This I'm going to be left. Are. Right. Yeah. So then that, that, little, that little infant goes into a little small child, starts to develop mechanisms to make sure they're getting the attention and the love that they need so that they don't die. Like mm. it comes down to survival yep. only. 
So there's uh, nine, nine mechanisms that, that can develop, uh, and those turn into being the core developmental piece of the personality type. Of the Enneagram. So, yeah, there's yes. like nine splits that happen. And then around that split that happens, then we develop, we continually develop patterns and habits, behaviors, thinking that are around this one central thing that happens mm-hmm. that our brain registers. So uh, we, we can go through the, there's nine types of personality. Yeah. There's um, three subtypes under each one. So there's a total of 27. Okay. Um, so each of the nine have three types under them. Mm. Um, so 27 different types of people. Yep, 27. If you don't know this, that's okay. But how did they, like, why, where did it come from, I guess, to start? So the, it's a little bit of a fuzzy uh, lineage, but okay. it, the the symbol of it, if you've, uh, you've seen the symbol of it, I think. The, the wheel? Yeah. 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 So it's a sacred, like, geometric symbol. Um, that has there's a an equilateral triangle in the middle to mm-hmm. represent the power and the of the triad, which is mm-hmm. you know occurs in pretty much all religions and everything. Is this this oh yeah concept like the of the three Holy Spirit? Yep, yep. the Father, Son, Holy yep. Spirit. Um, and then there's the the way the lines are connecting all the other numbers is mm-hmm. based on another like mathematical geometric. Mm-hmm. Sort of equation. So there's some root in this sacred geometry. Okay. Um, and, and it's then, like ancient though, yes, right? Like yeah. This has been around yeah. for a long yeah. time. This is not some new Instagram no. fad that's coming no. through. Yeah. Yeah. Been around a long time. And then it, it kind of morphed into a little bit of Western psychology pieces have come into it in the last 40 years. And mm-hmm. so it to kind of make it what it is now. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's old and kind of like has been restored into kind of a like f- fresh lens on it, all based on the same ancient geometry and teachings. Okay. Okay. And we don't know, or do we know why the, why is it nine? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I'm just thinking, yeah, like if there's like a fissure, a, fact, a fraction, whatever that yeah, happens. Yeah, there is a, there's something, this crazy mathematical uh-huh. equation that That's, the nine kind of comes out to be. Okay. Yeah. That's like if, well, when... You are a child, and your brain interprets this yeah. way. There's nine options. You, there are nine right. different paths the right. brain can so, take. So there's nine paths, and then the reason that there's the 27 total. So there's three subtypes. The subtypes are based on we have three ways of uh, of our instinct drive. Mm-hmm. The instinct is the survival as part of the survival mechanism. We either um, have the sense of we have to take care of ourselves in order to survive. So okay. you are a self preservation. Okay. Or you have the sense that you have to bond to another person. So that's okay. a one-on-one or a uh-huh. sexual in some some texts, or you have a sense that you have to bond to the group in order to survive, and okay. that's a social. So okay. each of the nine has three subtypes. You can be uh, you as a three. Yes. Uh, if you're a three, you could be a social three. You could be a self-preservation three, or you could be a one-to-one three. Yes. Those people will look quite different from each other, which oh. makes this is why the typing process can be confusing for people because yes. they can be like, I don't know. I've been told I'm a I'm a six, but I don't really, the things I read about a six, I don't really like. Because mm-hmm. there's always one that's a kind of counter type to the main the, the main descriptions, and then the counter type within it can look a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, that's what happened to me was when I went to an Enneagram workshop. Um, it was actually a couple's Enneagram workshop um, that Susie from Studio S was hosting 
was hosting and she's like very into the Enneagram. There was a woman and I cannot remember her name, but she had been in the space for a long time and we didn't take like a formal test or anything. Mm-hmm. She just kind of like quickly doing something yeah. she, and she, you know, made the caveat of like, eh, this, we're, this is quick, right? You know, this right. is kind of generalities, but I could not, I was so, I was so annoyed at that because I could not figure out what Which, I was and mm. I was like, just wanted to know so badly. Yeah. And then when I like came home maybe later and I took a test and it said a three and I was like, this is not right. Like I am not this way. Like I do not identify with this at all. <laughs> like I, I don't really consider myself like very competitive and like anyone probably listening. Or I was going to say like, Aaron Lefty is going, wait, wait, what? <laughs> are you insane? But like you said, the three kind of has this blind spot, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah. but, but I think what it was, it was like, it was about like, competitive like with others or like being better than others and yes. I was like I don't care about that at right. all or it's it, the, the self-competitiveness yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and then when I though when I took the test that you sent me and that figured out the subtype and then it was like one-to-one and it was like all about connection mm-hmm. and like the betterment and I was like okay see now this I can get behind yes that makes yeah. more sense for yeah me. right and that your subtype is the one-to-one so it will be more that deeper connection to one other person mm-hmm. and the support of another person really mm-hmm. helping others shine and rise mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But it, that is a reflection of your own right. sort of success. It, oh, right. It, it, your ability to like help somebody else is like, Oh yeah. Look at me. Look what a, I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. Everyone listening, you're just about to like understand like how much of a <laughs> shit human being that I am. So no, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So nine types within each type, you can be a different subtype, which is where like the survival, what you said. Yeah. That's the survival instinct is either to bond, to to self-preserve. I'm by myself. I can do this on my own. Yeah. Really kind of like independently. I need to make sure I'm okay. Yes. To bond with another. My safety comes in bonding to another. Yep. One to one. Yep. Or the social, my safety is more being with the group. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. I'm just, I'm all of a sudden going down a wormhole now. To, like, you can understand why this people get into this stuff and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is like so interesting yeah. and more to dive into right. because I'm like, all right, if I'm thinking about a relationship with like one-to-one is really important to me, which that is absolutely true. And like you said, like if I'm not feeling connected to like the person that I think want to be connected to, mm-hmm. like it, it does feel like life or death to me. Right. We're, and if you're with somebody who is a self-preservation, exactly you're, what I was say. It, there's can be a hard um, like constant tension. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Not con. <laughs> yes, it, <laughs> can add some layers. It can add some layers. Yes. it can add some excitement. Um, but what's really <laughs> the amazing part of the enneagram is that it is not a static thing. It's not telling you this is who you are, Chrissy. This is mm-hmm. read this personality. This is who you are. It's saying these are some of the behaviors that you have habitually. Um, pattern into your way of being Mm -hmm. that you're kind of identifying with this is who I am and this is how I am. Mm. What we're trying to do is peel that layer back Mm -hmm. and go what's underneath all that because that's where we that's really where our true self is yeah and our highest self our higher our like deeper purpose our deeper connection to who we are is underneath these behaviors and these patterns so yeah the the depth of the Enneagram comes in using it as a tool to get behind these uh, kind of the facade and the mask that we walk around, you know, and we all, we have to have them. We're functioning in a yeah. horizontal life. We're walking around, interacting with people, working, doing it. And we have to have some notion of self, but mm-hmm. that is our exterior self. That's our ego self. That's yeah. our personality. So what's behind that in order to 
get behind that, we have to have a lens to see, oh, this is this is how I'm, my habitual behaviors, this is my habitual thinking. Yep. What? Why am I doing that? Right. Right. Why am I doing that? Yeah. Is kind of the question that we need to be an- mm-hmm. asking, right? Mm-hmm. Like that self-reflection, self-awareness piece. Right. Well, I guess the first piece is to aw- be aware of yes. your patterns and your behaviors. And and would you say that they've you've been rewarded? That's why yes. you've taken those on, right? It's 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 created a, a sense of either rewarding for our behaviors or a sense of safety. So that little child starts to develop a method that they are getting the what they need to feel like I'm going to survive yeah. if I get the attention and love that I need by my caretakers. Yeah. These are the ways that I'm going to get it. Yeah. And there's well, basically let's use, the, let's use mine as an example. Okay. We can talk about. Okay. We can talk about mine. So as the three. Three is, the, is the achiever. It's called the achiever, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> everyone's surprised. The asshole. Yeah. <laughs> now there's other numbers that I would call the asshole. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. I'm not forced. It's been coined the one hole, if you can assume which number that would be then. Oh, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So the three is the achiever. So what it, where its focus of attention is, is externally to do tasks and show that it, look at what I can do, Mm -hmm. look at what I can do. So as a child, your brain saw that, wow, every time I like, um, I fold my clothes or I did this or that, I got some, some kind of reward came my way, whether it was like, oh, good job doing that. Or thanks for doing that. Or here's a piece of candy or something like that. Right. It was like, oh. Maybe okay, just see? attention in general. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any, any, and, you know, there's that negative attention, positive attention. But it, mm-hmm. it gave the caretaker put attention on you for doing that thing. So it, For doing a task. It's constantly, yeah. it's feeding that loop to go, okay, that's good. And you feel safe then mm-hmm. and your nervous system can relax. Mm-hmm. If, if, it's, if you're getting into a state of like, anxious or a fear something's going to happen, you want to go back into the safety mode that what's going to make me feel safe? Doing things. Doing something. Right. Writing yeah. something down, crossing it off a list. Yes. Making your list way. and doing all your things. Having because my house be Because that, that yeah. has just become your the habitual behavior because you knew that's what worked then and mm-hmm. it just... It continued yes. on. Yeah. yeah. But maybe and, unnecessary at this point. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you have the... Because you're because being a three is the achiever, and the world we live in, the Western world we live in, is very achievement focused. Yeah. So you are one one of the of the nine types, one that is the most rewarded for being your type because it is sort of the measure of what we look at as mm-hmm. a successful person. It's mm-hmm. like look at all these things that they can do. Right. And right. and what was the big nugget we talked about the other day is that what comes with that is the sense of that is what makes someone. Right. Valuable. Right. That's why people like me. Like if yeah. I didn't do all the things that I did, what what would be the point in even right. looking at me? Can we talk about the word that we talked about the other day? Self-worth. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Because yeah. that, that was such a great example of your type in play. Yeah. So l- let me back up quickly that the that the, the three is the achiever. So it's it feels it needs to show that it's capable and successful. And that is where that person's value comes in. Mm-hmm. And their core fear is being unvaluable mm-hmm. because that would mean they're worthless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're always trying to set the, the behaviors up to show, look at how valuable I am, look yeah, at how look capable how I, am. I am, look at what I can do. Yeah. Therefore, I have value. Therefore, you will, love me. you will love me. Yeah, I have worth. Yes. Yeah. And self-worth, 
or you see me as worthy. So the other day with Chrissy, I had her pick a word out of a word list and she mm-hmm. picked self-worth. And yes. I, and so then do you want to explain what you said about it? But you said about that the president... Would- oh, yeah. I said, okay, well, I said, so people tell me that everyone is like born inherently worthy. And like, and I can get behind that. Like, I really can. Like, I believe that, of course, everyone has the right to, to live and like have all of their basic level of worthiness, 100%. I'm not doubting that. But there's no question in my <laughs> mind that some people are more valuable or more worthy than others. For example, the president, like there's a whole slew of security people that are around to keep him alive. There's not a slew of security people around to keep me alive. Or like Einstein, like his contributions to the world, more valuable than say, someone that's not doing those things. So his contributions are, I will give you that, but that doesn't mean he he himself has more worth. Right, but I am linking what yes, he's doing right. to, to his inherent worth. worth. Yes, yes, yes. But in like I'm talking about it out loud and you're just like sitting on the couch laughing at me. You're like, <laughs> I wasn't la- laughing at you. I was just like, it's perfect. <laughs> no, right, no, you're not yeah, laughing at me. But, yeah. But yeah, but that like as I'm even talking it through, like that's the blind spot. Yes. Right? Like yes. that's it. Yes. That it is that's the exact blind spot of the three is that it really it truly feels like if you're not doing something to show your worthiness, then what do we need you for, really? (laughs) That is honestly how my brain works. Like this whole like earth planet is like some sort of like battleship that like everyone has a perp. Like if you are not pulling your weight, you are wasting my time. Right. Do we need you? (laughs) Yeah, do. No. (laughs) Or like in space when you have to like be worried about how much weight you're bringing up, you're like, no, you're out. Yeah, we don't have, no. Let me see your resume. That's like (laughs) how my brain is working. Right. Which, again, being in the culture we live in, that is pretty normal and that's what we're celebrated for. Yeah. So it's hard to get below that, but it's really, it does come down to which another part that I love about the Enneagram is that there is this deeper, our sort of divine, innate uh, nature that is what makes us being humid and our connectedness yeah. to each other, the connectedness to nature and the planet that there is something bigger, right? That we are all part of, right? That is not about our achievements and it's not about right what we do for others. It's just being here at this planet on this at this time together, right? And that's what I'm really trying to work on, right? Mm-hmm. Is like think like fully absorbing that, mm-hmm. and it, it like plays into. Every kind of like coach or counselor, like mentor, or whatever, like uh, when I got my um, Akashic Records read, like when I work with Rachel DeRoches mm-hmm. for Head to Heart, like everyone is always like, you need to like soften, you need mm-hmm. to like give yourself grace, you need like all of these things that is like about like self compassion and whatever, which makes sense if I think that unless I'm doing things, I'm not really worthy of anything. So like I need to like be hard on myself and like push myself and not let myself ever take a break or like. N- not do something. Right. Right. And so all of these messages, like no matter what the forum really are just like, you need to like, like it's okay. It's slow so, down. Yeah. yeah. Slow yeah. down. Like. Right. And that's that inner value that you have to wrestle with at some point is that how to give yourself the value and the worth that you really right. have. Yes. Without having all those things to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, let's talk about your type though. So we get a okay. second perspective. You are a seven, <laughs> right? I'm a seven. Okay. I'm a one to one seven. So the 
same that connectedness, the one on one is mm-hmm. is um really where I you know thrive in that kind of relationship with yeah. people. Um, seven is the enthusiast. So um, what we're yeah, seven is which, the good one. Everyone wants to be like seven. Everyone wants to be seven or four. I wanted to be four. Four is like the artist. It's interesting right? that like you want the- to be four because four, I think, is a can be a very tortured uh, type because they. I feel best when I'm in torture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, well, you have a lot of access to four because you're a three. That's your wing, so that's a good thing. And yeah. we, we did talk about some of that, bringing in some of that creative energy and the the ability to really step into your emotions is there because of your wing to your four. Yeah, I feel like uh, if I was like, we, well, one thing that we didn't talk about though is like we really have like all of the types, yes, right? And yes. so if we're operating and we kind of talk about this like higher self or awakened or aware, or whatever, that like we can draw on all the types. Right. We don't have to just. Keep yeah, one. we we have access to we have very easy access to tools of our wings, which is the numbers next to us mm-hmm. on the in the diagram, and then we have very easy access to the tools, traits, behaviors of the. Um, we have the lines that connect them all, and those mm-hmm. are your integration lines. Mm-hmm. So, if we're trying to break some of our patterns, we have an easy way to access some of the characteristics of these other numbers. Okay. Yeah. So that we're, you know, for, for you to, to go into the four space, kind of slow down a little bit yep. to get into your creative side a little bit, to feel your emotions be in the, mm-hmm. the like the goopiness of your emotions yep. is that that's kind of the energy of the four. Yeah. Um, fours are, they're uh, melancholy is kind of the word associated with a four. Honestly, I think when I was growing up, I was a four. More, more of, in that more space. Of a four. Yeah. yeah, more yeah. of a four. That's yeah. how I identified. Yeah. yeah. Kind of outsider feeling. Yeah. And, um, yeah, melancholy. But fours kind of have a sense that they're they're missing something that everybody else has. Yeah. And so it when I say it's the most can feel the most tortured, they they kind of live in the space of like they're not enough and they're not mm-hmm. and so they have they want to be unique and be seen as as special in the artist and whatever so that they have some attachment that somebody will see oh look at how unique and special you are because they yeah. feel like they're miss they're they don't really have yeah. enough so they yeah. have to kind of make this ex- ex- external thing to be seen for yes yes yeah it's not, it is when you say it that way very similar to a three which makes sense right because they're next to each other yeah. so there is kind of like a relation to the order yeah. right yeah, yeah. which yep. you mentioned yeah. exactly okay back to a seven um, so the seven is uh, the enthusiast um, our kind of defense mechanism so we all ha- operate we have a you know our core fear uh, or the core fracture and then our defense mechanism which is the way we operate in order to prevent ourselves from the so sevens um, really are not okay with feeling anything with negative emotion, negative experiences. Right. So they are always trying to reframe out of the negative and into the positive. So this is the people that are like very like look on the bright side, yes. very optimistic, right. which is another very rewarded thing in our culture right now. So when this kind of all <laughs> shown to me, I was like, well, wait, why is that a bad thing? Because yeah. aren't we always being told to? Look on the bright side, and you know, see the Shouldn't positive we, out like, of things. Always try and, to move out of darkness yeah. and pain yeah. into a better space. Like I'm space. so good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the fear is that if you feel, if you go into any negative emotion, sadness, grief, sorrow, whatever, that you will be stuck there forever, and you'll never come out of it. So it's like this that avoidance, would be a avoidance, thing. avoidance. Yeah, it would yeah. be. <laughs> it would be. And um, some of the work I'm um, this program I'm working with someone right now in my training uh, she said the seven you'll know you've made progress with the seven 
when you when they break down and they feel like they're never going to feel them like themselves again. And mm. I had that experience this October, and I was like, I'm broken. You like went to the space that you did uh, not want to go for to for two days. Was like, I'm, I'm broken. It, this is it. Like this is. I'm just never going to. I don't know be how able to, to be. be normal again. This is it. And then when I came back to the teacher, she goes, Oh, good. <laughs> And then, and then we, you, did you, it, felt normal, you felt normal. Yeah, again. and there was a big, um, there was a a big retrieval of a piece. So it's it, you know it comes into doing sort of this inner child work. We're like, what, what, what happened that I have mm-hmm. to feel so afraid of this space yeah. and trying to kind of retrieve these little pieces that have broken mm. off. So I do I do feel like the process brought a big awareness to that for me so Mm. I'm not it was good I'm glad I went through it but Mm -hmm. it was like literally was like hell I think she broke me (laughs) (laughs) this is this is the new normal it is a good quality to be able to positively change things but it I know in relationships sometimes or in conversations with people it's like they don't really always want to hear like Mm -hmm. well maybe they just had a really bad day and they're not really just an asshole they're just like right you know maybe like no that this person was doing this and that and that's not yes. okay and I want to yes. be mad at that person. Yep. And I'm always trying to be like, well, but... Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it gets a little excessive on that end. Yeah. Because if you're not... If something was wrong, you would just be like, you're dead weight, kid. You know, So you have to always be like, I'm okay. I don't need, any, I don't need you to do anything for me. So I'm is this fine. kind of like a hyper-independent kind uh, of thing? Yeah, an independent and just kind of making sure if everybody's okay, we're all okay, then we're all going to be fine. And, and okay and if, is like positive and positive, ha- not a crying, good not, yeah. not like as a baby, like I shouldn't cry. Cause if I, that would mm. maybe be, I'll get yelled at or something. Right. So I, I, don't, I need to be like, I'm fine. I'm smiling. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Kind of like this, like I'm, a bur- if I am sad or have a negative, be a, burden. a burden. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you don't be, want to be a burden. So you want to be keeping everybody's like, um, spirit up and then right. that's that's where you're rewarded oh yeah you're you're fun to be around and you're being silly yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's like okay okay good yeah yeah and I think I mean that's I hear that and I'm like well no I like feel that too but then so like where does the true distinction come if people are listening you're like oh well I sound like I'm a four right. and I'm a three right and, and you're, <laughs> we're gonna identify with all the types because yeah. we really are all that's the thing is that that is the whole of us. Mm-hmm. We have we are all of them. It's whatever is becomes your. It's the core motivating piece. So whatever of and I core motivating the piece. core motivator. Yeah. Okay. So um, that core motivator is what we're trying to avoid. So if we're trying to avoid pain, if we're trying to avoid failure, if we're trying to avoid um, not being needed, or you know all mm-hmm. the types, whatever that core thing that we're trying to avoid that's the motivator for our behavior Mm. so though you know with the artists you may feel like yeah I really resonate with that you know the the melancholy I want I'm different and look at I'm special but is your core motivator to be that you have the fear that if you're not unique and you're not special that nobody will care about you or is it more that like look at all these tasks I got done are you so proud of me look at all the stuff I can do yeah so they they're two different Right. Places where it comes from. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because you will resonate with a lot of the things because mm-hmm. we do do all of the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So what drew you to the Enneagram? Why did you become so interested? Um, so I, I had a psychotherapist that I see, Mara Kleiman. She's amazing. She's in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in her 80s and she's like 
been around a long time. Yeah. She and she is a clinically trained psychotherapist, but she brings in a lot of metaphysical pieces and for me that really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So we had done a little bit of Enneagram work years ago and it was it was brief and we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, she's got all so many other things. We didn't really just go too deep on it. And then uh, was t- typed as a seven and was like, okay, that's interesting. But that was kind of it. And mm-hmm. then... Um, Did she use the, like, use the Enneagram? Like once you knew your type? Not a lot. She, oh, okay. It was sort of like the first time I heard about it though. Okay. Yep. Um, so this is going maybe five years ago or something, mm-hmm. maybe four years ago. And um, then I had a patient in one day who, um, he was an older gentleman and we like, it was kind of trying to find an inroad to what to talk about to him. And after a few sessions, he kind of like cracked open into the Enneagram and I was like, oh, this. I've done this. Yeah. 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 And he was really, really, really into it and had, was the first person to really explain like the, um, kind of the depths of the the tool, like mm. not just like, it's not just a personality descriptor, but it is this, this self-development system. And at the time I had been reaching a place with my practice where I was like, it's, I love what I do, but there's a missing piece here where I'm working on the physicality of people. I know there's so much more going on in the mental psych, like the mental state and the uh-huh. spiritual state of people. There's so much discord with with who people are and what they're doing and that makes like our them mind, sick. Body and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's pe- people with anxiety and depression particularly. And I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know the gateway to get into a deeper level with people. That's not just them coming in to have me give them a passively receive a treatment from me. Mm-hmm. I want to get them more engaged in what this process is for mm-hmm. them and how they can really heal deeper mm-hmm. and not just keep kind of, Fix me, fix me. No, like right. you can. You need to participate in this. How do I get them to participate in this and be like almost uh, held accountable to for their? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to feel, if you want to be better, we need to look at why you're sick and whatever is is causing your body to not be functioning. What's going on? What's right. the deeper psych like psycho level of it that's right. going on? Right. Um, yeah. I just always come back to like this. This thing I've seen or read or whatever that was like your body hears every thought that yeah. your mind has. Yeah. Yeah. And like think about that. We like get in our body's way all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, I'm trying to like keep you alive. I'm trying to do all the things. Your body's like, stop like sending it. you messages, <laughs> telling you things. Stop giving me all this crazy talk up there, please. Be it but we're all doing it. So um, I want it was just like searching for a gateway. Like, what's the entry point to be able to get into the like psychological state so we can connect it to the body? So this conversation with a patient was like, oh my god, I think this could be it because you're it's so accessible. You read your type and you're like, holy shit, that's me to mm-hmm. a T. So mm-hmm. here we have a immediate conscious awareness of behavior patterns that mm-hmm. we're doing. So now what right. we can start to go behind that. What's behind that? What's behind that? Where and just keep kind of trying to get to the root of where this disconnect that is happening in people that's mm-hmm. causing all the anxiety and um, the mental garbage that's going on in right. people's minds. Right. And I think people going through that exercise, and I don't know, it it felt really clear to me when I understood this concept of like you were a child. Like think about a child. Something happened, and your child brain mm-hmm. made up a story. 
Mm-hmm. And you've been operating from that programming mm-hmm. yeah. from way back. What this is old. You need like a restart. Like right. you need an upgrade. Right. Like this software is like ready. Right. But you, you but haven't if we don't done have it. any awareness of right. how to get there. We right. We we can know something doesn't feel right. But you don't. How do you? How do you find the way in? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like if once you would kind of like even just do like get that concept too of like okay like. That that happened to me, right? It doesn't. I don't have to like attach this big meaning to it, or right. it doesn't it's, have to. It's done. Is done. Yeah, right. We're here now. It doesn't have to dictate yeah. the rest of my right. life. Right. Like, it's I, di- it's dictated to where we are now. Now I have the choice to sit in awareness of mm-hmm. what uh, what I've been operating with. So that's mm-hmm. the first step of it. It's just right. like this. Read your description, and you're like, wow, that is me. These are these are these things I've been unknowingly doing. Right. Wow. Right. So you first you're in awareness. And then the second step is to to be able to sit in a space of non-reaction so that we're we're creating space between what we normally habitually how we would respond and being able to pause for a minute into a receptive non-reaction space and go do I have options mm. or do I need to, you don't have go to keep doing one runway yes, that I've done yeah. a million times. I have options here and be able to stop and take a, that pause. And the goal is to keep lengthening that pause out mm. a little bit more so we can feed in the new, new sort of behaviors and yeah. start feeding that in and feeding until that starts to become more of our programming mm-hmm. and not the old pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it is truly like, Growing a muscle, mm-hmm. learning a new skill, yes. yeah. taking up a new hobby, like anything. Yeah. You have yeah, you're to not gonna get like it. and you're not gonna get like improve a, a muscle, you know, build bicep muscle unless you're like, I want to build my biceps. Like mm-hmm. you're you're just it's not just gonna happen. Right. So you have to have an awareness of something you wanna do. You have to have the want and the readiness and the willingness mm-hmm. to put in the work. Yep. Because it's work, and guess what? It yes. hurts. You yes. get, when you work your bicep, you get sore. Yeah. You're fatigued. Some days you don't want to do it. Like it, all yeah. of those same things apply. Absolutely, and it's that same progress thing as, isn't linear. Yeah, nope. And the same as the beginning. What you said, we are you got beat up last year. Yeah, that's what yeah. happens when, when self awareness is. We are our brains are always trying to kind of see ourselves in the best light we can. So when you start to peel the layer back into that more self-awareness to see what's behind the curtain, mm-hmm. it doesn't look so pretty. No. And, and so it's easy to go like, no, I'm of just going to go back the other way. Of course. You're like, I'm going to, I don't want to yeah. feel that. Yeah. I don't want to look at that. Like, what? Yeah. And then there, I think there's an interesting thing with when you're in relationships or with your family members or friends, when you're like, once you kind of start down this process, it's like, well, how come I have to be like the better, bigger person mm. and they can keep acting however they want to act. And yeah. it's like, well, because it's not their self-development no, that you're worried not. about. It's, it's you. yours. Yeah. And like the more you have that work with yourself, the less you will be worried about what they're doing right. anyway. Right. Less triggered by it. Yeah. And less, yeah. You'll yep. get that like, hey, you kind of fill up your own cup and do yep. what you do for yourself. And then, you know, the relationships in your life that are around you are just overflowing that cup instead of like needing to right. fill it up too. Right, right. But it's just like, why is it so hard? I mean, like <laughs> our, like, and I think too, there's just got to be something almost like, I don't know, I think of like a nicotine addiction, anything that like your brain is like, but we like this thing yeah, and we want to do it. Because it, it keeps us feeling safe. Yeah. And we talked about that the other day. If it, when we start to say, okay, well, if I don't identify with this 
person, this persona, these behaviors, then who the hell am I? And that's yeah. a very, your nervous system is like, ah, no, just like stick with what we know. Yeah. This has kept us alive. This is our safety zone. We mm-hmm. know how to do this. Right. And regardless of if it's making us happy or if it's causing stress and or it's causing anxiety in our lives, it's still familiar. And so it's, we know it's safe. Yeah. And it, it, kind of our nervous system can like operate in that level. The problem is we're using up so much vital energy to keep the system playing out that we we're we're making it worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like as soon as you pull the layers back and go I'm not going to identify with this like ego version of myself because that's not really me. It feels like everything's going to fall apart then. Yeah. Right. You know, you you said if I don't do all these things, it feels like the next thing you know, I'm just going to be a homeless on the street. Yeah, and maybe a couch like, potato. Right. Yeah. It's not really going to happen, but it yeah. feels like if I don't attach to all these things that I know will keep me safe, what the hell is going to happen to me? Just yeah. like me going into this space of complete just emotional breakdown. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm. This is it. Like, like I'm this never is gonna my new out. normal. Great. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> That would be terrible. Yeah, uh, I really just keep thinking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see why you're afraid. Of but, it. Yeah. but it was. It didn't. It didn't. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's an, training my nervous system that it's okay for mm. me to feel like that. It's mm. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna show up and die. Everyone I know isn't gonna never talk to me again. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm not gonna just be like right left to wander the planet alone because I. Right. Felt some negative emotions. Right. That's yeah. right. Over time, the practice. That's where yeah, the practice The practice, the practice. And yeah. you're like, okay, I went a little bit further. Yeah. Okay, I'm still okay. Yep. Can you go exactly. a little bit further? Yeah. Okay, I'm still okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's like just walking little baby steps and using, and, and then we talked about using the breath to connect in so that using the breath to, to as a trigger for the nervous system to go into more of a parasympathetic when we feel that like, oh God, oh God mm-hmm. moment of like, yeah. The rev starts to happen. Yeah. Stepping back from it, taking that pause, using the breath as a mechanism to calm the nervous system. Um, that's that's what will in- continue to increase that space. Yeah. So we can kind of feel yeah. in the new. Every time that I'm able to do that, and it doesn't happen every time, it probably happens like, I don't know, maybe now like 10 to 15% of the time. Uh-huh. But every time I'm like, good job. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you, you using your tools. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like try to like do a little reward for myself and like of like you know like I'm like I want like more po- like positive reinforcement. Right. I'm like this was a good job. Right, keep it up. Right, right. <laughs> like a good three. Yeah. Oh God, listen to me. <laughs> How else do people keep doing things? If they, if it's just because you feel better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But which is probably my seven this being. But like. but but I don't always think that I will like like recognize how I'm feeling in the moment that like, oh, this is like a, like this is a better feeling, but I know that if I just keep doing it, that I will get there. So I have to use like this little tactic. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. It's the beginning step. And then you start to take that awareness a little bit deeper into the body awareness, which is it's, and it's called the felt sense of awareness. So if I can take the time to close my eyes and breathe, like where in my body do I feel any tension? Do I feel mm-hmm. any like a vibration? Do I feel um, coldness, hotness, mm-hmm. heart rate, anything like that, that you can actually go and in, in and feel in the body where you're feeling something and then like putting mm. your attention there for a minute. Yes, 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 yes. I like, I like that. I like to do that. I really think about it now too as, you know, I mean, I started like, 
pretty like regularly working out when I was 19. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time. I haven't really like taken a break since then, like an extended break where I would be like, oh, I got to get back in shape. Like I, like I, I haven't done that. But I do remember, because when you first are starting to work out, like it doesn't feel good yeah. at all. Yeah. And you don't really feel good after it. Like yeah. you're not like, oh my God, I have this great runner's high. Yeah, it's when like you're, a, like, a, you're like, oh my God, it I hurt. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, at the, that point, right, was kind of like, well, just like you're just going to keep doing it until I mean, clearly now it's like I love working out. I can't like, I crave it. You know, I can't imagine not doing it. I feel so good. Right. Where I think about like, okay, you are going to get to a point with this kind of mental work where like you are going to crave taking deep breaths if you start right. to, it's going to yes. be, it's going to yes. be the, the natural thing yeah, to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it may take, you know, 20 years, right. but and it does, it's <laughs> might like, as well keep yeah, doing it. Just like try not to get into the, like how right. long is this yeah, going to yeah, take? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, my, yeah. But just like, this is, I You're know that I'm doing life. the thing yeah. to repattern these, these habits for mm-hmm. me. And if all I can do right now is take th- three breaths and I still feel whatever, Stupid, but at whatever. Least, but yeah. I did it. Yeah. yeah, at least I did it. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, at think least about I was aware enough to know to do something. Exactly. Yeah. Versus, in what's another thing about the enneagram that I love is when you understand the other numbers, and then you can, if you know what people are in your lives, you really see them operating from this, and you you have yeah. such compassion and empathy yeah. for because you're like, oh, they're just. They're getting in their own way because they don't see that they're operating from this habitual pattern and reaction. And they're that if they could see it, if they could see it and start to work on it, how much better they would be able to to operate and, and not be living in this like. Ugh. I know, and I have a question for you because I think for me, while I've I've kind of been on this somewhat like self-aware, whatever. Mm -hmm. I I did this like weekend long retreat when I was 14 in Chicago and it was like very much kind of a intro crash. Have you heard of the Landmark Forum? Mm -mm. Okay. So I think they're kind of rebranding it now, but um, the Landmark Forum has been around forever and it's this, I don't really know how any way to just Like a self-help. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so I kind of like got a dose this at 14 and it really... It was a good like first introduction to mm-hmm. it, but I was I feel like I was too young to like really yeah. do anything, and so I went back and did it again when I was twenty four, and that for me was like completely life changing. It was after that that I called and talked to my dad for the first time since I was ten. Wow! Like it was like yeah. very transform yeah. transformative in my life, a hundred percent. And so I don't really remember at this point what it's like to not be aware of even Mm -hmm. if like I've been aware now have I been doing the work to kind of combat that maybe not you know more so in the last five years Mm -hmm. but for people who may not be aware like where is the starting point how do you really I think the starting point is doing an Enneagram test because it and this test that I had you do it's called the IEQ nine. Okay, and I like it because it is so accurate. They have about a ninety five percent accuracy. Yep. And yeah, you can go online and do some cheap ones. But as you it saw, say the with the struggle struggle yeah. of typing, if you especially if you're sort if you're a counter subtype, uh, it cannot resonate, or you can be mistyped. Mm-hmm. And um, I I know there's someone in my life that w- my brother was mistyped, and um, when he took this test and 
was typed properly, he's like, yeah, it makes a lot more sense Mm -hmm. because he was like in a coaching program and they briefly did an Enneagram thing and typed them in, you know, there as in the group and probably something similar to what you did. And so he was like, "Eh, it just doesn't, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but yeah. And then once he got typed properly, it was like, Totally different ballgame because mm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if, the typing is so important to the work because okay. if you're typed incorrectly, it's just not going right. to feel right. right. And so you'll be like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to work on this. But there's something that's yeah, just missing. not going to click for it. Yeah. So the IEQ9 is a great test. And how do people, do you have to pay for that one probably? Yeah, you have to pay for that one. You can go online. You can, I can, you can do it through me. It's, yeah essentially a slight amount cheaper, but yeah. you can go online and do it too. Yeah. Um, so I would start with that because once, and I mean, there's a million books on the Enneagram, but that, that beginning point is just getting your conscious frontal lobe to be like, Oh, these are I my behaviors I'm that doing. I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. That's the first step is the yeah. awareness. It's yeah. funny how like everyone, all of these different, I don't know, methodologies, whatever the, Last podcast guest, she called them patterns that we run in the landmark form. They called them rackets that we run. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, we're, yeah. I mean, it's but it's the same thing. Yeah, it's your programming. Yeah, it's your default. It's how you view the world. It's right. how you view like you in relation to other people. Yeah. like all of that is. Yeah. it's the same. We're right. saying the same thing. And I, the system is so concrete mm-hmm. that I think it's really accessible for yes. most people. It makes, it's it not like. You have to put your own language to it. Like I wouldn't have known, like I said, like I don't think of myself as competitive. I don't think of myself as an achiever because that's how my life, like that's normal to me, you know? But then when I can like put that language to it and be like, oh, like that's That's where your blinds, that, yeah. uh, Yeah, remove the blind spot. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, starting with the the some kind of the testing to give you that the type that you are and that that begins the awareness process and then it's you know how deep do you want to go how yeah. how much discontent are you having in your life that mm-hmm. you're trying to improve or you know is your spiritual practice intact is your mm-hmm. relationships intact are you you know are you struggling in those areas of your life and if mm-hmm. you are then you may want to do some of the work and if you're like I'm good then okay yeah. you're good yeah you know? you're good yeah you are whatever you and say and the are. goal is that we aren't really being identified by a type anymore mm-hmm. that we're not operating with these habitual behaviors that we're like Oh, that's my. It's because I'm a seven. Like, yeah. no, that that shouldn't be what we're saying all the time, right? So the goal is that we're like opting out of those behaviors and and being able to be more integrated as a whole. Yeah, you have so much more opportunity mm-hmm. that you. And that doesn't mean that those qualities will go away. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna, you know, have a positive spin on things and be able to like. Um, take in information and sort it quickly and spit it back out in a positive way. It doesn't mean that will go away. It means that I'm not doing it because I'm afraid of feeling something else. And that's it. That's yeah. what we talked about. Like if there's there's not anything inherently bad about wanting to get promoted at your job right. or you know have a bigger team or scope. But like that, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's when you're operating from this like place of fear of like it needs to that your worth depends yeah, on it. Right. Exactly. That you will not be loved. You will not. Be worthy right. if you don't have it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's all good very stuff. interesting stuff. Yeah. It's really good stuff. How are you approaching this new work with you? Like obviously you have like 
acupuncture and Chinese mm-hmm. medicine and you have like the great little space right by form and function movement lab mm-hmm. and like how do you see this work like integrating with the other stuff mm-hmm. that you're doing um, so as I said before I saw, saw it as like a portal to mm-hmm. get into the like consciousness and the um, psychological aspects of mm-hmm. of the whole because I've been dealing only with the really the physical part so right now I'm in a Pro, uh, certification program with a woman named Marianne Gilbert, and she's a somatic enneagram woman. So oh that's what her. does that mean? Somatic is the body, so yes. it is the like literally. When I found her, I was like, oh, "This is everything." That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I've been. That's the thing I've been trying to find. So it's how to how to work with. Okay, now we have the conscious awareness. Now, how do we go into the body and drop in and find these like the, where the holding patterns are really really rooted in the body, where they are, where like the pain and the gunk yeah. and whatever yes. is sitting. Yeah, in the body. and how do we free up that? space. Wow. So I finished her program this summer. I'll be out in California in July to finish that program with her. So that's like... Um, and then you were like a certified... Mm-hmm. What, what do we say? Coach? Um, I what don't know. No, I no, don't like that. No. <laughs> that's what I've been calling working you. on that name. I'm like, know. my coach is my Enneagram coach is coming over. <laughs> We've got a session tonight. Ew, it's such a yucky word. I don't know. <laughs> really? No. I see. I, I really like the coach. The coach? Yeah. yeah. I okay. like to refer to like anyone in my... Like a guide, okay. a spiritual okay. guide. Well, like guide I like. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'll call you my Enneagram guide. Yeah, yeah. So for now, we're just a guide. Okay. Um, because it really is, I'm just, I'm trying to like, here, sprinkle some like dust on your path so you can mm-hmm. see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there for you. I can see how guide fits more for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm into that, yeah. Yeah. I would like to be able to combine it with not necessarily, not just acupuncture, but like bringing, I do think the physical body component is so important. Yes. And, and that that union of the two, so... That's kind of where I am right now. Why I, you know, I reached out. I have about five people kind of doing this little beta test process of like, okay, we're starting with here. How do we like keep going a little? How do we peel? How do we peel the layer back in a way that feels paced okay? That it's not overwhelming. That Mm -hmm. it's like a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, but that you're you're feeling like a little bit of shift as we go. Yeah, and then getting into sort of that final piece of it will be going into the body a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. We've had two sessions together and even just after the first one, I had some like kind of like big aha moments. Remember, I'm like, but like, what do you mean that people would like (laughs) me if I'm not doing something? Right. Right. Are you, what? Right. Like I, I know maybe people listening are having a hard time understanding because maybe you are not a three, but that for me was monumental in itself. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, you were like that. Doesn't even I don't. I'm, and then we had to talk. We had to talk about other people in your yes. life that aren't high achievers that are just doing their lives. And, and I'm like, love I, I them. love them. Yeah. yeah, but why would they love me? Yes. Yeah. Why would they love me? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's it's been really helpful just with just with the two sessions that we've had, and you give me like homework, little writing assignments, mm-hmm. or. Um, whatever it is. Wait, let's talk about the lymphatic thing that you oh, just yeah. did because that was yeah. really special. Isn't that cool? So I told Allie that it feels like probably for the last, I don't know, maybe since like maybe like August on, I've been in this like heightened state of anxiety or like just like just a heightened state of anxiety. And so much so that I haven't been like as much as I can like talk to myself or like breathe or whatever, or like take a walk and be okay or go on vacation for a week and be okay. As soon as I'm kind of like back in my space, it's like, it's like 
won't like downshift a gear. Mm-hmm. It's like stuck in a gear. It's right. like stuck in this high anxious gear. And no matter what I think, no matter what I do, no matter like logically what I'm saying, physically what's yeah. going on in my body is this like uh, fight or flight uh, is happening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so your suggestion was what is it called? What is, what is it? Um, so that was the the little mini lymphatic protocol. That lymphatic yeah, protocol. Yeah. So I did a lymphatic workshop a couple months ago, and that was. Uh, to me, I'm like, how, how have I been in the health field and uh, for all these years and we, no one really talks about the lymphatic system? I'm like, very into the lymphatic yeah. system. I always have been. I don't know why, but I've always been drawn to it and very curious. What's like a high level? What does it do for us? So the Transports. lymphatic system is the detoxification system. So mm-hmm. all, all our cells are going through all their metabolic process. It's dumping crap out into our system. The lymphatic system has to take it take it out. It's like the waste collector. Yeah, the waste collector. And mm-hmm. then it dumps into the, you know, the venous blood supply to go to the liver to be filtered and then from takes it from there. But we need the lymphatic system to take all the gunk out. So uh-huh. um, sluggish lymphatic systems are very common because we the more stressed and tense we are, There's the more, more muscular tension get. we have, uh-huh. A, which impedes the flow of the lymphatic system. The lymphatics do not have their own pump. So it relies on our body to move in order to to pump the lymphatic system, it requires our movement to do that. So wow. sedentary lifestyles or a lot of like neck and um, shoulder tension oh. because we have this huge, the dump, biggest dumping ground is the collarbone area for the lymphatic system. So if we have, a, imagine if we have a lot of neck it's and shoulder tension, tight. it can't move. Yes. It can't get, so yeah. it gets stagnant. And in Chinese medicine where we have stagnation, uh, we have, it's like, depression of energy so we it's like this hand-in-hand thing we have to have we have the we talked about that liver energy it has to be free-flowing and moving right and how related that is to the lymphatics that that if we can get the lymphatics moving it's like this immediate just like Mm -hmm. you just it like brings the nervous system down it's very calming because now we've gone from the state of like nothing's really circulating our body craves movement and mm. circulation all the time it mm-hmm. has to be moving so if we have anything that's stagnating it's not going to feel good yep. yep so that and when our nervous system is revved and in this sympathetic fight or flight state our body will not be doing any of the maintenance work at that time it has to be doing it's like survival shit what's coming next right so it's only doing that kind of uh work it can't do clearing up all the gunk and the debris and the metabolic waste and breaking mm. down cells. It's not going to do that at that time. So it gets stagnated because it's like waiting for, okay, mm-hmm. just let me know when you're ready. We've got this backup happening. Mm-hmm. So doing the little quick little lymphatic protocol on you, it's just you tap or massage. There's big um, six main choke points of the lymphatic system where there's the most clusters of the lymph nodes. Just quickly stimulating those areas and then doing a little like pump on the feet mm-hmm. and on the liver liver, lungs and spleen. So you get a little like organ stimulation going mm-hmm. and everything just kind of like flowing nice. And then it's like, oh. I felt so relaxed. I mean, it was probably five minutes yeah. that you did yeah. it. Yeah. And I felt so relaxed yeah. after. Yeah, it's awesome. And then you can do it on yourself. I think mm-hmm. I suggest doing it in the morning as soon as you get up. Uh, before you shower or whatever, um, some days I forget to do it and then I'm in the shower and I do it in the shower. It yeah. just, it takes like two minutes to do on yourself. It's so quick, but it just, it like, it's kind of like the wake up. You're like, okay, I'm awake. Everything is moving. Yeah. Tony Robbins carries a trampoline with him. Yeah. For the rebounding. Yeah. And jumps. Yep. Yep. Because that like gets everything the, yep. moving. Exactly. So that at the end, when you do this on yourself, you bounce on the ball of your feet mm-hmm. and that that's kind of that reformer. It's a pump. It, 
it pumps the lymphatic system. It gets everything moving. So it's not only stimulating, but it's very calming because like in Chinese medicine, if we have stagnation, it doesn't feel good. You have this tension. So when mm-hmm. we, we get everything moving, it relaxes everything. And so you have not only like an energizing effect, but a very relaxed, energized effect. You know what? I wonder now, like when I was doing my June jump rope challenge a few years ago, where I would jump rope for 10 minutes every day for the month of June, mm-hmm. I would like get to this point, like within the 10 minutes that I was just like so focused and calm. Like I was just very Zone, calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it was just like, yeah. like obviously a higher heart rate. Yeah. I just was able, I could, like it felt calming. Probably the breathing and the movement of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. So cool. So I think that that protocol is a big one to, that I will be incorporating into however this kind of manifests to be. Yeah. Because it's, it's a really quick, easy, um, effective way to really balance and center the body so that people are then in a receptive place. Yes. You can't do work on yourself if you're in a defensive place. You For have sure. to get them into a receptivity. And so this is like that beginning to just like calm the nervous system center them so they can kind of receive the information. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I love it. I'm very excited to continue cool. this work. Okay. So if people are you are you not doing stuff with people yet? Like if people if people yeah. are like listening yeah, and they're I'm, like, I am very interested in this. Where, can um, they reach out to you? They can reach out to me. Okay. Um, just that they understand this is like in the baby. You're gonna be a baby, guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a guinea pig. <laughs> but I would love especially if there's a six out there because I have oh. yet to really have much one-on-one time with a six. Do you have are any of the type? Are there multiples of the types that you're working with? Um, I kind of have like somebody on. I have all the numbers mm. either in my life or that I'm working with. Yeah, but a six, which is very interesting. Do you to just me, like so. want like everyone to just have their number plastered on their head? I think that when life. you're a teenager, you should get it like tattooed, so I that when so. you're like in college, you can be like, oh yeah, no, I don't work well with. Oh my with fives. Gosh. So. I also don't think I work well with fives. I didn't mean that to the no, fives. But I, <laughs> I think that because five is the very rational, logical, right? Like they're the quiet specialists. So they they tend to be much more introverted and they're all about knowledge and le- yeah. yeah. What gaining knowledge, gaining knowledge, gaining knowledge. That's where their safety comes. Mm-hmm. But they can um be a they, the social five though looks much more right. outgoing and mm, connected mm-hmm. to the group and all of that. Yeah, the self pres five is like much more withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, interesting. Um, so yeah, they can people can reach out. And, yes, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, Allie, to wrap us up, we'll ask again the big question: of What does being fit mean no. to you? God, I, and I think about it all day, and I think I'm going to have my answer ready. <laughs> Shoot, on the uh, spur of the moment. Um, well. I think what I said last time was something similar where it is that whatever it is you're doing, it feels like activity is part of who you are, yeah. you know, and that it's not this like, I need to be skinnier, I need to be this or that. It's not about the, yes, the aesthetic is, you know, we can't lie, like that's going to be, that's somewhat part of it. Yeah. But that it's something that feels like, um, you're, you're just moving and you're enjoying the fact that you're doing something for your body because our mm. bodies are created to move mm-hmm. and we should be using them that way. Yep, yep, yep. I love that. I was thinking about, um, so I'm, I'm going to be doing a homework assignment that you gave me that was like, if you weren't the achiever, like what would you be? Or like, how does that feel, mm-hmm. right? And I did really just like have this this vision in my mind. I don't know why, but like at a lake house and 
I, I was just like living like fully like what how my body was like telling me uh, you know yeah. like okay you need lots of movement so here yeah. Oh, yeah I was yeah. just like total attunement and like peace and oh, like in tune look at that I like that vision I, I like that vision too yeah. I don't know where it came from now you gotta f- in your magazines find a make your little I need a lake house yeah that's what that just told yeah. me yeah there we All go right, here we go Goals. something to achieve yeah. <laughs> that just circled right yeah. back yeah. <laughs> Allie, thank you so much oh, for everything so coming back. I'm all the so happy to be here. It's fun. Work that you're doing for me. I truly, truly appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. Um, listeners, if you're interested in the Enneagram, hit up Allie. Um, if you know your type, let me know so we can just like chit chat about it. Something I'm really interested in. If you have any Enneagram accounts that you follow, let me know because this is like okay. my new thing new that thing, I'm yeah. getting into. Enneagram and coffee is one that I mm. follow, but that's the only one I really... Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I don't... I can't overwhelm my brain with... Oh, no, that's know. exactly what I like to yeah, do. I like to yeah. get on one topic and I follow all the accounts <laughs> and then it spams and bombards me so much that I just get totally sick of it and right. I feel like I can never look at it again. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like. <laughs> anyway, listeners, thank you so much. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>